Welcome back, ladies and gents. Episode number 15 coming at you live. Just kidding. It's not actually live. It's live for us, but it's not live for anybody else. You'll get Many it on Monday. Late. Yeah, a couple days later. So it's not live at all. Ignore that. Um, hey, we have an awesome episode today. Right before we get into it, this past week was super dope. Um, I think I tossed it up on the Instagram, and then we mentioned it a little bit last week. But huge shout out to our boy, Loss Media, my man. He hooked me and Hayden up with a really sweet video, um, and it's it's really cool. I don't know. It's it's just cool. It was so fun <laughs> to film, too. Yeah. And so with that video, Hayden and I were going to be emailing schools and places in which we can speak at um, to kind of start the uh, public speaking side of the Life Must Go On initiative. So kind of hype, kind of really exciting. Um, I'm just I'm just pumped up. Tears to my grown man eyes. Tears to him. Um, <laughs> but, anywho, that aside, that's going to come up. And then, as always, next couple of weeks, going to have some great people. But the main event of the day, which we are most excited for, is we are joined today by, give me a drum roll. A little louder. We need a louder drum roll. I don't know. I don't want to kill Levi's ears. Oh, you're right. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> we are joined today by Daniel Neshi. From ne the future. From the future. He literally is in the future, technically, right now. Literally. He is actually, yeah, well, what, gee, what day is it? He's is this 8th today? He's living in tomorrow. That's what he's living in. Oh, it's the 7th today, so it's the 8th for you. Mm -hmm. Dang. Yeah, Friday morning. Friday morning, you heard. Anything exciting happening tomorrow that we should be looking <laughs> uh, forward for? It's very... It's very sunny. <laughs> oh, I wish. Dang. Sweet. It better be. <laughs> um, Daniel is in... Sorry, we're just going to call him Neshi. That's what he likes to go by, and I think it sounds sweet, and it sounds really good. Um, sometimes I'll say Nesh. Is that cool? Do you think that's yeah, cool? Yeah, that's cool. That's okay. Cool. Everyone, everyone's got their little variants of it. I'll just go with it. Okay. Dope. Perfect. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Nesh, he is in Australia currently, and so he woke up nice and early for us. It's currently what eight nine that side. Uh yeah, it's like nine. Okay, like nine o'clock. So not crazy early, but took time out of his morning. Join us on the podcast, which is really exciting. Um, I'm just gonna read his bio real quick to give him a proper introduction, and then we'll pretty much have him take over, and we'll just go from there. So we're really excited. Um, Daniel Neshi, commonly known by friends and peers as just Neshi, as I mentioned, he is an ARIA voting member, composer, and producer. Do you guys say ARIA or do you just say ARIA? Uh, uh, ARIA. Perfect. And right before I continue on, could you expand on that, what that is for just a moment? Uh, what, sorry, you cut off that. Expand on being what an ARIA member is? Yes. Okay, so the ARIA awards are kind of one of the music industries. Um, I don't know, I guess you could call them a staple award. They're one of the kind of the main ones. Um, being an ARIA member means that I get to vote on ARIA awards, nominate other artists for awards. I get lots of um, data and insight on what's happening with kind of the charts in Australia. Um, and as part of that, there's a variety of networks I can have access to if need be, but essentially it's for those people who are who are that invested in the 
in that kind of area of the mainstream industry that they want to become a part of it. Um, in the time I've become an R member, it's been COVID, so I haven't actually gone to one yet, but hopefully, hopefully in the next year or so, I'll go to one of the award events. Yes. Way cool. Dope. Um, he says that nonchalant, but that's super lit, and he's only 19 years old, so that's actually kind of amazing. <laughs> Just to throw that out there. He doesn't look it. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a grown, handsome young man is what he's looking. Um, <laughs> got, got you, mate. Um, starting in the metal scene and gradually expanding his horizons and interests, Neshi is now taking steps to release solo material. Um, whilst exploring multiple avenues of composition and production with friends and peers across the world. Neshi has the opportunity has had the opportunity to collaborate with a number of Grammy-nominated um, Aria and Juno-winning producers through various past and current projects, allowing him to establish a vast network of connections within the industry. From this, he's been able to have engaged in NAMM convention twice, by the age of 19 and experienced the industry early in order to begin crafting his own identity through a band of musicianship, musicianship, musicianship. Well done. Sorry, here I am, I can't even speak my own language. It's my first language for sure. Um, which he aims to be. Easy, smooth, and memorable. For the people who work with him, um, with plenty more yet experience, Neshi is excited to continue learning from current and future peers with his current goals all serving a constant upskilling mentality. And outside of actually being involved in the creation of music and connecting with other musicians, Neshi has been involved in the local scene as a digital communications manager for an Australian-based label. Since 2018, at age 15, <laughs> he became being involved in the business side of music in an attempt to learn more, which resulted in his first job. Since, he has been involved in 100-plus releases for Australian, European, and American-based artists, working primarily in digital preparation, metadata creation, and and aiding in release coordination. Give it a round of applause one more time. Neshi, my boy. Woo! Hype. Dude, that's so cool. I love reading that. That gets me pumped up, man. That is so cool. Thanks. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I hear it. It's kind of weird to hear it, but because uh, you kind of just do that stuff and you don't really think about it. But <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun to go through that. Yeah, you've come a long way, clearly, since what? how early did you start and gain this interest in music producing and all that stuff? Um, well, I started actually playing guitar at seven, but it wasn't my choice. And it definitely, being a musician and having a career in music was not something um, I wanted for majority of my life, I'd say. I'd say it wasn't something that really snapped in until maybe... It, the thought didn't really prove, like, it wasn't a major factor maybe until 2017 and then at the end of 2018, you know, something happened and we'll get into that as we go on where, like, I really snapped into a whole different mindset. Um, and like it says there, I started off in metal. Yeah. Uh, my, the first project I was ever a part of and that's a, a band I've left now, but the guy I was a part of that project, he really steered me on a on a path to kind of see what the music scene was all about, which was cool. And then now I'm on my own, kind of experiencing a lot of different stuff uh, and experimenting with a lot of different areas of composition. But yeah, it's been a seven. I was seven years old when I started playing guitar. Mm. I'm 19 now, so it's been 12 years, and I've picked up other things along the way. Yeah, 
dope. When you say it wasn't like, when you're like, it's not my choice, was it like a parental thing? You had a, like, mom or dad that were like, hey, you need to, <laughs> like, <laughs> frowned upon it? I think, I think it was more driven by my dad. I mean, I don't really remember. I assume it was more driven by my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember how it all went down. Like, I don't, I don't remember the details. I just remember um, not liking practice. Yeah. Uh, but my, my first guitar teacher was, was awesome. His, his name was Shane. He was a really cool dude. Um, he taught me for like seven years, so that was like super long time, and he was super pivotal in kind of creating an incredible foundation for me, even at the time where I wasn't sure if I would take it further. Like it wasn't a thought, but you look back on it now, it's like damn, it's you know, all of the work we did at that early stage was super important. Totally. Well, yeah, I mean, that's big time. I now as a 23 year old who doesn't play any instruments (laughs) i can play three songs on the guitar three songs on the piano that's all you need because then once you play one people are like okay yeah show us again and then once you can play three that they believe that you can do it so i've lied to a lot of people they think i can play both but i can't play either actually and now they all know yep (laughs) and there goes the secret covers i need i needed to i needed to confess i needed it off my chest you know what i mean anything else need to confess uh yeah maybe what other sins do i have (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) but uh i i think that's just really cool um yeah I, i bet it's so cool to look back now and see how it's been able to affect you for the positive um now that it's like dang i hated that at one point but i'm so thankful that i did learn it at the time because now it's actually helpful to me yeah i mean i look back and i kind of think it's like damn i really at the time was dreading a lot of the stuff like i feel like a lot of the time when people have been my mentors they've been very much my tormentors a lot of the time (laughs) um like just you know, very, it's just, just do it, just get through it, just power through it kind of thing. Like, that's the that's the mindset. Um, but you look back on it now and it's like, wow, yeah, exactly, just do it. You mm. just show it, exactly. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I look back on it now and you just look back on it with a, a gratitude that a young, younger me just decided to keep going with it and also the, the people around me were willing to invest that time um, into pushing me further. Yeah. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that, about your mentors and the people that had a big impact on your life. Well, I think, um, yeah, I think if we start, like, at the earliest stage, obviously my parents would have a, a, a huge kind of seismic effect on me and their divorce. I think that very much switches it up into not kid mode anymore it switches it up into survival mindset Mm. and i think like for years that's that's what it was like um until someone else stepped in the picture but i'll like get there and and i think like a lot of my teachers both at school and instrumental kind of teachers those have been the kind of people that have crafted the mold of the skills i've gained the personality traits I picked up. Um, I think, yeah, I think my teachers have definitely been the most impactful part of my personality. Yeah. Sure. Just because they, 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 especially good teachers, both in school and uh, musically, 
they they want to push you they want to see you grow as a person and there's a there's a whole list of teachers i'll always be thankful for but <clears throat> i think there's one man especially um he he was actually a religious brother uh, i'm not a religious person yeah um and he, he never forced that on me which i always respected but he was he was very impactful in my life i felt like from him he was he was the closest i've ever come to like having an inspiration i'm not that kind of person where i look at like other musicians or other 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 artists um and be like oh that's you know so inspiring that's that's not like my personality yeah yeah but when i was around him uh at like you know 13 14 the early days of high school just seeing his compassion for other people his warmth for other people you know it 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 really made me see a different side of things and I had gotten into some trouble at school and just wasn't doing that great. Um, and then on August 7th of 2018, I found out that morning that he had passed after his like eight month, eight month battle with cancer. Wow. And I think at that point in time, he, he found, uh, he actually died on the 6th and I found out the morning of the 7th. Wow. Um, and I think something changed at that point. Like it stopped becoming about just getting through things and just doing things because I had to do them. It became about what do I really want? What do I really want to do? And it stopped becoming about caring about a lot of things. I think that's that's the big difference. Everyone kind of felt like I stopped caring about a bunch of stuff, whereas I see it as I picked like a few things to care about so much that nothing else really started to matter anymore um and music was one of those things because i felt like it, it sucks that he it sucks that he had to pass for me to actually have that kind of revelation moment of just like i don't want to just get through things i actually want to be good at things i want to be great at things i want people to feel the impact of the things that i can do yeah um and you know you look i look back on myself and it's like what skills do i have now like what skills do I have now? What skills do I want to take further? What are the things that make people, you know, feel something? What's an impact? What's something interesting? Yeah. Um, and and then that coincided. I mean, yeah, his his impact will always be felt on my life. I'll never forget him. I think about him almost every other day. Yeah. Still, um, and in a few weeks it'll be like four years. So it's like it's crazy. Um, and that period of time coincided with like meeting like my first bandmate and like starting the project with him and he was awesome. He steered me in, in a, a great direction and he was older and that was like the metal scene. Mm. I mean, I've left all those projects now because I wanted to go in a different direction, but you know, that coincided with just looking for something. Um, and that was, yeah, that was exactly what kind of happens those two things together yeah um, and, and then yeah so that those are kind of the the greater people but then there are a couple other people too that uh, i'll mention too but if you guys want to jump in yeah no thanks for sharing that that's that's definitely hard to have a friend pass i've never experienced it but i can just imagine the toll that it would take on someone's life especially when you're already in that kind of survival mode right then to have something else torn away from you just makes it really complicated and 
really hard, right? It kind of sends you in a downward spiral, I bet. Yeah, it's, to me, I don't know, it's all, it's just really cool. You have a really, really good mindset on the situation, and so it's just really cool to see how that situation is almost, even though it was hard, it's like a weird paradox of hard but encouraging because because of that situation you then began to take life you know by the horns rather than just going through life but you were like living life and you were a part of what you wanted to do and you wanted to achieve you wanted to have success i i have read this book or i'm reading this book no i've read this book both anywho it's called the second mountain and the whole idea of it is pretty much that that mindset where the people who venture onto the second mountain of life are the people who have learned from life's experiences, whether it's through hardship or whether it's just through successes or whatever it may be, they journey onto the second mountain and that leads them to living a life of like meaningfulness, of, of purpose and of drive. And it sounds like this mentor of yours was a huge example and not only just being a mentor, but I mean like kindness, love, like he mentored you on everything, right? And uh, you know losing someone like that on paper i say this a lot but on paper if you look at your situation where it's like okay my parents are divorced i'm in the i'm in a bad state now i've just lost a mentor it's on paper the next step is like you're just gonna fail and (laughs) you know you're gonna fall away but you were able to take what we always of course love the life must go on mindset where you said no this situation happened I can't change the situation as much as I wish I could, but now I'm going to adjust myself and use this situation as fuel to be able to go farther. Um, yeah, no, I think um, I think I definitely needed, I definitely would have needed him in the years that followed. Like, I think between starting, like, between, uh, I became very angry at myself for a very long time after that. I never really understood why, because obviously it's not my fault that he, he passed, but you just become angry at yourself for that. Um, but I mean, my my dad ended up remarried and re-separated. So it was, mm. it was, it was interesting because learning how to be a part of a new household and a new dynamic with his new partner was a, a whole another set of challenges whilst trying to kind of do school and and think about how I wanted to go about music, it was a whole new set of challenges. And then, you know, that whole situation splitting apart again, like, I think that was the difference, like, that, that, that change in me from the first, like, family kind of breakup from the second one, like the second one, I was just, I just, I was already just numb to the fact that just like, let's just happen. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, like, I don't care at this point. Um, I'm not invested in, in what's going on around me because this stuff isn't bothering anymore. It's it's not gonna bother me anymore. I have my goals, I have my targets, and I'm just, I'm not gonna let that deter me from anything. Um, and things and things like going to the damn convention in 2020. Yeah. Um, things like doing first releases, um, early projects, uh, really focusing myself to practice hard like not just practice hard for the sake of it, but practice hard because it's like I want that growth 
Yeah. I think that those all come from that moment of realizing it's like, damn, if someone that good and that like pure in his treatment of people can just be like gone like that for absolutely no reason, it's like, what the hell am I doing right now? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it absolutely broke me. I think it still it still has, except that at this point I'm like comfortable talking about it, thinking about it, and just acknowledging the thought and moving on to the thought. And that's where I think um, you know another important person in my life. You know, my my one of my closest friends now. She kind of stepped into that role now mm. of almost being like a grounding for me now. Yeah, that was super. I mean, I can talk about her, but if you've ever got any questions too. Um, well, yeah, no, that's a good transition. I think continue on, continue on. Yeah, I think the the difference was between back then and now is like when I was younger, I very much needed like an adult presence to kind of guide me, whether it being, you know, the man who passed, whether it being my high school teachers, whether it being my instrumental teachers, I needed that adult figure to show me proper examples of things that I wanted to see. That's not that my parents did it. I think they did absolutely the best they could not hold no, nothing against them yeah. or anything that happens. You know, things happen, life happens, uh, divorce happens. We get through it and we get through it together eventually, right? But I just, I think I needed a little more stability from adults which is where everyone else came in so kind of clutch in a way. Whereas after all those experiences, after everything that happened, I needed someone who was living the same life as me in the sense of the same age as me. We could talk about the same things. Um, and I don't really know how it happened, to be honest. Like there was, you know, I met her when we were younger. There was a period of time where we were talking a lot and then there's a period of time that we didn't talk. Um, we just kind of split off. And it's like, in that moment, I actually felt like, oh my God, like, I just realized it's like how much that person actually meant to me. Yeah. And it was the same feeling that I had kind of had about him before he passed. And uh, I remember feeling really upset because when people leave my life, I tend to not get too upset because because I was never really attached in the first place. I feel like that's kind of just been something that's happened. Whereas when she kind of stepped away, I, I felt it. I felt the lack of presence. Mm. And over time, we reconvened and reconnected. And these last two years, especially, she's kept me grounded. Uh, I love everything about her personality. She's so much fun and I can share stories and, and troubles and things with her and, and she does the same and I mean the the weight she has in my world is huge and I I remember when like I remember always feeling like like everyone calls me Neshi right as if it's like a, a name as, as if it's like a thing it's like there's no Neshi without all of these people with all of these collective efforts mm. like forging me and pushing me and even the ones that have hurt me everyone there is no me without any of them and like her role in that now um, his role in his passing my parents role in getting educated 
all those things like they all mean something and it's super important yeah totally and this all all of this i mean is this like a period just to make sure i kind of get like a proper timeline down all of this is kind of happening semi back to back where it's like the first divorce passing of your friend second divorce now you have you know this friend that comes into play and at the same time it's the kind of the start of of, of everything with music is that kind of the timeline going on um it's kind of like I'm just hearing my own echo there. Oh, no, you're good. I think so. You all good? You guys still hear me? Yeah, we still got you. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah it was kind of like in the order of things, like started playing music, wasn't really that into it. Three, whatever years later, you know, the divorce really started to play a lot more music maybe a few years after that um he passes but in those years between really like going to grow like towards him and grow as a person and then kind of adapting to a new household and then that household kind of falling apart and me actually moving out of that household and all of this time like music has started becoming more and more and more pivotal thing whilst doing school whilst trying to just grow up i think like actually wanting to be a child. Like, I think I'm more of a child now than I was because <laughs> like I'd buy myself Lego and stuff and do like a whole bunch of just like things that uh, I f- that make me feel, I watch so many cartoons just on like one of my monitors when I'm just chilling, like trying that. to just tap into like those, those things. So it's like, it's definitely been like a seven, eight year just growth process. And the thing is, is like I come out the other end of that and it's like, I'm not angry at anyone. I'm not like disappointed in anyone. I'm just like, you just have to acknowledge all of that. And at least for me, I've come out on the other end of that, just a person who really is trying to do the best I can. And that means I'm not perfect. I've definitely, broken some eggs along the way, burnt some bridges, done some things that I'm not proud of. Absolutely. I mean, there's, uh, if there's things I could go and do over, absolutely. But um, every experience has been a learning experience for me. And then in these last two years, uh, you know, finishing school, being out in the real world, working whilst doing music, recently traveling again after the pandemic um you know my friend her her coming into my life in such a pivotal and important role as almost like a a great equalizer for me yeah um yeah yeah, it's all it's all really happens i feel like there's just been a lot of stuff from like the age of like 10 or 9 like it's i i wouldn't have it any other way like honestly as tough as some of those moments where I feel like I've come out with a, with a, with a target and a drive and like a ferocity to just do things. Mm. So a question that I had is you mentioned obviously that music you started when you were really young, learning guitar at seven and just going from there. Um, during all these things, like I know 
it wasn't super big at first, but slowly it sounds like it became more and more important. To you, was it more of a coping mechanism? Was it a method for you to feel more like a child to escape from the world? Or was it more of like a business decision to be like, hey, I'm going to make a life out of this? What was your process in kind of going through that, at least helping you mentally, emotionally, going through all that? I think the thing was is that I was good at it and like it just made me feel okay mm, yeah like I knew even though I was younger I felt like I can play guitar like I'm gonna play guitar like I'm gonna go home play like especially as I got older and like even even like I remember in the early days of high school I wouldn't like to sit with people I'd go sit and read in like in the music rooms at recess and stuff and like and as part of like growing throughout high school you know I became more social and and I interacted with a lot more people. But I still remember in the early days going and, you know, practicing at, at recess and lunch and some of my friends would remember that too. Um, it was definitely just a coping mechanism just to like feel something, like period. Yeah. I think just from what I see, <laughs> um, I think it's so cool, the thought of, uh, I like to, I, I, I like to look at things in like a grand scheme of things kind of way, which sometimes I do it a little too often and I start I try to I pretty much try to envision my future. But without doing that, um, looking at your life, the way that I kind of am looking at it, it's really cool to see that the balance of and like you said, this this girl, your friend who she she's kind of the equalizer of this, but it's like the balance of hardship and then the drive to do music. Um, it's like kind of been equal throughout your life where it's like because of this hard stuff I find comfort in music which currently obviously is your drive your passion those kinds of things it's just cool to see that through the hardship it's brought that passion for you um, but you still needed people you couldn't do on your own and now you have this friend who's coming to play with all everything you just said like you have this friend who's coming to play that has kind of balanced the both sides of the music and then the hardships and it seems as if it's just kind of i don't know as weird as it sounds to say like almost as if it's just benefited you in a series of trials if that makes any sense <laughs> no i definitely i definitely feel the that's the best way to describe my relationship with her and then the relationship with my high school friends is um uh, you know it's the same um there are some like obviously you go through high school you meet tons of people you know there are mm. one or two of those guys like you know the other night i had dinner with him and his mom just like chilling at their house and it was like it was cool and it was chill and it was easy yeah. and it's like i mean the thing about you know that friend who i see as my equalizer she doesn't live in the same state as me um anymore so I don't actually get to physically see her that much which mm. for me is is actually quite a, a good drive because I feel like every time I do see her I want to have something to show for it and then the high school friends that I have here you know I go over to the house we go out and it's like it's a, just a little bit of a pull away from just because the thing is is that with like music everything's so uncertain you have to be very much your own individual driving factor meaning that every day I practice all my stuff yeah. for no other reason than just to improve, right? Some weeks there might be nothing going on. Some weeks it's going to be super busy. Um, you know, some Fridays might be completely free. Today I have a session in a few hours. I'm producing another artist. So it's like, 
you have to really keep yourself in check and there are various people like multiple high school buddies that I hang out and see as much as I kind of can um, and you know her as you know a super important part and then also as weird as it sounds just the thought of you know the my mentor that passed like not, not that he's here but just the thought of kind of what he would try and gauge me to do in a way just trying to keep myself in check through what he would have done no totally like for me one of the biggest things in like a recovery at least was the positive influences I had around me whether that was friends from college or family and friends right like always having at least one or two close people like it sounds that you have really does it makes a huge difference at least for me and I know you've had kind of the same experience like I know your brother's been a huge influence for you and you've got a couple close friends as well that just yeah. they help you out right they carry you through those hard times when when you can't walk when you can't do things for yourself and without them you're kind of you're on your own really and you just just life sucks and so hearing that you've got your friend in that other state and your high school buddies that are inviting you over like just makes me happy because it's kind of showing that you've you're a great person that you've got friends that are there to support you that people like being around you and it really speaks volumes to the kind of person you've become out of the ashes of what your life has been through multiple divorces and death and all that stuff it's it's quite impressive to hear that you've had people stick around i love that totally yeah no i i'm always super grateful to them and i feel like i'm definitely i show it in kind of the things that i would do for them and like when they need stuff like i don't feel like i'm that guy who will just like message you all night every night like that's not me right yeah um that's like not the person i am like i'm the guy who's like i feel like hey do you have a minute to talk then i pivot and it's like yes what do you need what's wrong like you know you want to talk about something i feel like that's very much my lane but i also feel like there's been other people they've come in and out like my band member my bandmate like for years he was very much that person and then you know stepping away from that other people come into the fold i've had certain high school teachers that came into the fold and everyone's been pivotal like there's no even in in even in the negative ways people have taught me things about myself how i handle certain situations like both of my grandparents passed away over like a six-week period from december and january of this year it's like mm -hmm. december of 2021 and january of 2022 and it's like you know you lose two family members just like so quickly and kind of just like seeing how you would handle that with my mom and my aunts and just kind of being like oh okay i'm handling this way differently than yeah. i've handled things in the past mm. and it's just i don't know i guess i kind of feel a little better about myself sometimes in that regard like just seeing how i cope with it now and then the other network of complete people is like the professional network that you've kind of become friends with people like Jeff Slaw, people like his brother Randy, like, um, and a whole plethora of other people that I've met in America that I've met online, um, people that I've met through, you know, projects and stuff like that. 
you know, they don't necessarily have the in-depth view of everything that goes on in your life, but their interactions with you, the way you interact with them, I feel like as long as everything's positive and you can walk away from it, you're creating some kind of a decent memory that they can latch onto. Yeah. Um, yeah, hundred percent. That was really good thoughts. I'm all about it. Love it. Um, on the flip side or, or just on the music side of things, all of that happening, I know that you mentioned a little bit, you'd, you'd been a part of some bands and you'd walked away from that and are doing your own thing, obviously. Um, with all of the stuff going on, what was it like starting into the music scene where like you got into your first band and how did all of that happen and how do you take, you know, these different coping mechanisms you've learned and the different life lessons you learned, how do you apply that into, you know, your first band, your second band and into what you're doing now? Like, how does that all come into play? Oh, I think um, I had to learn how to play nice with others. Hmm. I think that was <laughs> so important <laughs> and so hard. <laughs> um, not that I feel like I really am a hundred percent still play play nice with others. Um, I feel like since departing, you know, I've spent a lot of time in kind of development mode, learning skills, learning stuff, as opposed to releasing things straight away um but being in the first band and the second band which were still the same same kind of crossover of people um they were incredibly supportive people and they're they're good guys and i honestly want to see them do great things and good things it's just like at some point i just had to look onto why i was in the situation and just decided that i want some, something else and then just departed um, but yeah, I think the biggest part of being in a band was just like how to conduct yourself. I felt like with everything going on, you just, you, you have to learn how to be a musician. Like, I feel like that's a, that's a skill in itself, learning how to be a professional, like learning how to be a professional in your area, I feel like is a skill that I didn't think would be a thing, but it definitely is like how to conduct over email, how to cold email, how to appropriately do like electronic press kits all that kind of stuff and those are the kind of things that you know you look on on the the projects and you think damn it's like you know i'm super thankful for learning that and it's also like even from the little things like being able to track guitar properly record yourself properly um all of that yeah it's it's been great 100 hmm. percent. and you're learning all of that i mean as you go and and uh, you're obviously very young <laughs> and so it's like i don't know it's cool to be able to piece those things together at a young age and it feels like because of some of the hardships that have happened prior, it's helped you transition into that. Um, like you said, because you kind of had to save the childish things, honestly, for later because now you're a little bit more secure, have the stuff, which, by the way, I, I relate so much. I, in the sense of, so my parents as well were split when I was young, and we grew up very poor. <laughs> now that I'm older and, and I make better money, I, like, it's it's hard to be frugal <laughs> i'm a very frugal person when it comes to a lot of things but if i'm like oh i can go to the store and buy myself a freaking Captain crunch whenever i want like this is amazing you and know that's all he eats exactly and so that's where that's where my so i, I relate oh, yeah. to you on that where like the childishness comes out but it's just cool to see that because you kind of had to grow up a little bit earlier than you know most people with your situation and so it, it, it's probably cool to look at it and see how that's affected your 
your music career and how it's affected you as a professional and, and, and performing in a band like you're saying? Yeah, I think, um, like I'm just trying to think, yeah, look, I, I am super grateful for all of the things that my parents did in terms of getting me gear, getting me lessons, educating me. I think that, that right there, like having me educated because all the people through high school, all the teachers, all the friends, like that in itself was, and not to mention just learning, like I love learning. Hmm. Um, and yeah, and I think that it's not the fact that I, I wouldn't have access to like toys and kitty things if I, I wanted to, but I feel like now I can really enjoy things properly. Um, like I feel like I can, I can take a breath, I think, and the thing is, is that I don't like to sit on the fact that I'm young and have a, a fair amount of knowledge in certain areas. I don't like that. I want to be like, my mindset is always like, I'm running out of time. Like I'm running out of time. Like, and I, and I want to like always kind of keep pushing, even though I, I'm well aware that a lot of professionals will not like kind of really make dents until they're like mid twenties. Like I'm well aware of that. But it's like, I've started off on the early foot. I'm not gonna slow down. I wanna keep that growth going. But I think the difference is now is that I, I'm trying to allow myself to breathe once in a while. Mm. Like I feel like that has become the core difference. Um, and it's, it's like even uh, that friend, she, she was in my state here and we had dinner on, on Sunday night and that was great. Just a couple hours of just chatting and you know, banter and you come back from that. I came back on Monday and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to see her again for a while. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, well, that was awesome. I have that drive. It's the same when I saw my buddy on, on like the Friday night, I went to his house. And it's it's like you, you take those breathers, breathers, you get re-energized and you get back to work. I mean, there's a whole list of stuff I've got here that I want to get through track I've got to edit, two tracks I got to produce today with an artist. Um, uh, I mean, uh, one thing I've been meaning to do um, is like make a proper portfolio because I did like some practice visual media scenes last week. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff that I still am actively doing, but just allow myself to take those bre- like breaks, like being okay watching an hour of TV. Right. Like, a show that I like or something like that. I feel like that's that's been the big difference over the last, you know, eight to nine years going from a mentality of just like, let's just get through it to let's be great at it to equalizing everything and be like, no, we can be great and we can work really, really hard. And I feel like in these last six months, especially, I've had to grow again, even more, taking the decision to leave the projects both of my grandparents passing, realizing like the importance of different kinds of people, especially the non-musicians in my life and trying to balance all of that together. And then doing the most recent trip I did to America too, um, like all of that together. It Sometimes it's a lot when I think about it, but other times I just feel like, you know what, I'm gonna go with the path as it's happening and just see what happens. Well, yeah, and and it makes things a lot more more meaningful because I feel as if if, if you're going, you know, one hundred and ninety seven percent twenty four seven, you just as humans, like 
we need we need to breathe we burn out so fast so fast yeah man like i get burnt out a lot because hey i do i just i don't know I you don't, grind I, for like a day or two like <laughs> so hard and then you're like i'm done for two weeks yeah he's, he's like it yeah and so i don't know just just taking things step by step day by day and kind of slowing down a little bit it helps you appreciate i'm sure for yourself like you appreciate more what you're doing because it's not just monotonous and annoying but it's like hey i took my time i'm sitting down i'm gonna focus on this and then i'm gonna take a break watch some regular show i know you say you watch cartoons what kind of cartoons are you into uh i love everything from like uh regular shows Woo! animated dc stuff uh-huh. um i love this tv show called archer that's like animated that's really good um i'm trying like amazing world of gumball i love that yeah just like all those <laughs> TV shows uh, i'm really i really just like having them on in the background because mm. it's just like it's very simple i feel like i feel like for me if i'm stuck in my own like there's always music going on when i'm working yeah like even yeah. if i'm not actually working on my music there's always music going on i just don't want to have that like silence to kind of think about things i very much just want to do it at this point and just kind of not fixate on stuff a lot yeah um but yeah the the tv shows are a lot of fun (laughs) that's great um and i love regular shows so i'm with you but uh i i yeah i think it's it's just really important and it's cool to see that you've been able to learn just taking time for your brain to chill your body to chill I think that affects a lot. And when we talked, um, when we talked just like last week when we were prepping for the podcast, um, you mentioned how you know you kind of wanted to touch up on things that comes to like s- kind of self care or mental health um, or like your self confidence. Do you think taking that approach with music, kind of slowing down a little bit and being like, "Hey, I'm gonna take a break when it's time to take a break. I'm gonna work hard when it's time to work hard." Do you think that has improved your self-confidence as a musician? Uh, I wouldn't say that I ever really had poor confidence in my musicianship. Hmm. I think it's just, it's allowing me to, I can feel like it will allow me to last longer. I Hmm. feel like I, because of taking breaks, I think I will, I think I'll be able to last longer doing a lot more things. Like you look at, if I look at some of the producers and artists that are like deeper into their careers, they maybe, you know, do like, some of them will only do like 30, 40 tracks a year, right? But they spend like huge amounts of time. Obviously my career is in its infancy. I have to do absolutely everything I can get my hands on, constantly writing, even for things that'll never come out. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of development work and I'm okay to do that work. I'm okay to spend a year, two years to do that development work that'll pay dividends in the next five and 10. But I think those breaks, not so much importance for the confidence factor, but just more importance for the recharge and the battery factor of everything. Hmm. Okay, yeah, no, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. The beginning stages, that's a grind and a half. <laughs> um, so I guess for yourself, just to portray a good mindset for the fans that are listening, when it comes to Uh, just exactly what you just barely said as far as hmm, let's see how I can phrase this as far as having that mentality um, and being able to just kind of like all right I'm starting 
I need to just get this done because this is all my development stage and it's kind of a long-term look. How do you maintain that long-term look without getting burnt out at all? Um, and then how do you maintain that long-term look knowing that like uh, us as people, we love instant things. And so how do you maintain like the self-discipline to look at it in the way of it's in the future, but I work hard now? I feel, I feel like for me, I feel like for me on a personal level, I'm just genuinely okay with being patient. Like, I think I am genuinely okay waiting on things, but I also feel like there are little moments of instant gratification. And you, then I feel like that's what you have to look for, whether it's I just finished editing that track or um, someone who just finished producing a track or I've just done, you know, another trip to America. Like there's all those little moments of instant gratification. And I think you've got to take those steps and enjoy those steps. I think like that's another thing that's changed. Enjoying those little steps and really acknowledging those little wins. Celebrating um, your little victories. Yes, like because it. as great as it is to want to have huge things and you know in five, 10 years, I'd love to be in America doing crazy music stuff all the time. You know, I wanna take the, I wanna acknowledge the steps I take now because at the end of the day, however far I go, all the work I do now was the foundational work that led me there. So totally. I have to, at some point, acknowledge that, whether that be now or later. So I think that's the way you go about it. And I think that it should apply to everything, not just music. I mean, when when Jeff told me about this podcast, when I listened to some of the episodes, I was excited to be on it because I thought, well, I'm not super deep in my career, but I feel like I've started off things um, in a decent way, at least trying to grow. So I was excited to kind of be on and, and talk about how important it is to just be okay with the growing pains. Yeah, yeah. I think that <laughs> I, I think that is one of the most important things that you can learn as a person ever. Me and Hayden are very similar in this regard where we're like, I don't know. That's we have horrible. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> we have like great intentions and ideas and things, but we want it just then, you know. And so the both of us, we struggle when it's like, okay, this has happened and it's been really good, and this has gone on, it's been really good. And uh, I think being able to learn how to, I don't know, just enjoy the moments of enjoy the struggle. Ultimately, it's like these are the kind of things that will leave you looking back and being proud of yourself one day like when i look back and i'm like dang i remember at this point like i wanted a better job yada yada and it just took so long and then all of a sudden it's like oh i, I did get a better job or oh i wanted the podcast to do this and it's like oh i guess the podcast did do that it just didn't happen in the way i wanted but being able to look at it from like a patient standpoint it's like in the moment we're here doing this like right now you know this is our first time we've talked with somebody on the podcast in a different country you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so it's like this right here, this is one of those little moments where it's been stressful today and we were having technical issues <laughs> and we had to adjust some things. But now we're here in this moment and it's just like, I'm just going to enjoy this. We're here with Neshi and he's lit and he's dope and we're all about it. And, and I'm just going to enjoy it. And so I think too many people, we set big goals, which is a good thing, but we set these goals that are so big that we don't put any 
we don't give ourselves any leeway or credit or credit yes we kind small of things 100 we're like yeah i got this huge goal so i compare myself to like the end goal which that's when people get discouraged and then they quit and then they give up i, I just you know it's so important to realize that it's the process it is the journey which is the best part about it it's not just the end goal the end goal is not even going to be cool unless you went through the journey to get to that end goal well it's like AJR, if you listen to them, hmm. they've got their, what's the song called? A hundred bad days. And it's like a hundred bad days makes a hundred good stories and a hundred good stories make you interesting at parties. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just, just came to my mind, but I'm like, that's so true. Right. Like all the crap that we go through, like that's what makes you interesting. That's what gives you character and scars and like make you fun to be with. Right. Hmm. Without that, you're just a normal bum that no one <laughs> wants to really hang out with right like you can't relate to people yeah. if you don't go through hard things I, I, I love that kind of like you can't live a hundred lives but you can hear a hundred stories like i feel like that's so cool yeah in the sense of like i always try when i go out with new people i try and hear what they're up to don't get me wrong sometimes i do get bored because it's just sometimes at least in my age group sometimes people just uh, still working themselves out which is completely cool yeah but sometimes it just means that they don't have like a huge personality or a, a huge idea of what they want or there's something they're not passionate about which is absolutely fine yeah um but nonetheless it's still cool to hear the things that they're into and in their life because we're all so different and like i think that's one thing over the last six months i've realized as well um it's like in the past i haven't celebrated those wins and i haven't let the other people around me celebrate those wins either which isn't cool um in hindsight and like like i said before i've broken eggs you know to get where i am today there's plenty of people that i've robbed the wrong way in the process and it's just everything you've got to you just got to learn from everything well yeah it's i don't know i, don't, I wish it's not necessarily a teachable thing um but it is uh something that you just have to experience when you're going through stuff like you're going to make mistakes and you're going to look back just like i think you said it earlier um when you were explaining something else but just like i look back and there's like there's stuff that i regret you know and there's stuff that i wish i could go back and do better but i can't and so i'm just going to kind of go with it i i hate the term like no regrets i think it's stupid to me <laughs> i get the idea of it but you know there's a lot of stuff that i regret and that i look back on i'm like i wish i really do wish i wouldn't have done that or i could have done something better <laughs> like i'm not gonna look back and be like yeah i'm so glad i did that dumb thing it's like what who's glad for doing stupid stuff but i'm i'm glad that i have an opportunity to learn from it i'm glad that failure is never permanent i'm glad that failure is something that i can use as fuel to to grow from i wish i'd made the better decision you know i wish i knew exactly how to start a podcast and i didn't i wish i knew exactly how to do this and i didn't i wish i knew exactly how to make music and i didn't at the time but through that mistake through the effort that i put in it's made my story just a whole lot more beautiful and it's made my story just a whole lot cooler if relatable. that makes sense relatable and 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 I mean, there's a reason everybody loves drama, <laughs> like drama TV shows. Imagine a TV show that had no problems. It would be like kind of lame in all honesty. Or imagine like a superhero movie where everything just went right. It would just be like, 
nobody would watch movies. <laughs> There's just no point. And so I don't know. Yeah. It's cool to see see your mindset on that. I make my own series now. It's called Nothing Goes Wrong. <laughs> Every episode, <laughs> it's just perfection. You can you can just pinpoint everything that's going to happen in it. <laughs> it's so predictable. Extremely predictable. Almost like. Have you seen the Truman Show? Well, it's like every rom-com. Oh, that's true. If you've seen the if you've seen the Truman Show, it's they kind of tried to make him do that. Anyway, but it didn't work out, obviously, because that's just not how life works. <laughs> nope. I uh, I definitely agree, though. Like, I mean, it's it's not like I haven't made mistakes in like the last few months. Like certain new situations. Like I feel like especially there's so many new situations that are happening that I didn't handle correctly. Um, you know, I didn't handle certain situations great at the end of last year, at the start of this year, and help even like making like tiny session mistakes. I mean, you you remember those things, and if you're in that situation again, you want to do the right thing. But I agree with you. I have regrets, like, and I have no problem saying that I have regrets and mm. that I have, you know, big wins, small wins. Um, I think my biggest, one of my biggest wins was having the decision to go through graduate high school with an ATAR, pick subjects that I knew would push me and challenge me, even though I had no intention of university. I think that was a that was a decision I had to make in terms of like a character choice. Just like I wanted to put the effort in there. I wanted to put that effort in there because I felt like if I didn't put the effort in there, why would I put the effort in like something else? Yeah. Um, and that just kind of goes back to, you know, years prior, like, conversations I, I had with you know my mentor back then and, right but I feel like the best way to put it it's like it's an acknowledgement mindset not a negative or a positive positive mindset it's just mm. like it, the acknowledgement of the things that go on around you you know when the bad thoughts come in you acknowledge them and you move on when the positive things happen you you acknowledge them and you celebrate and you still move on like you don't celebrate a win from 10 years ago now and do nothing else and you know, you don't you don't sit in a failure from ten years ago and don't do anything else. You kind of just deal with them as you see fit and mm-hmm. move on from it. Well, you see, I, I I peaked in high school, so that's where I hold on to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you definitely did. I'm sorry. No, it's like the whole thing. It's like if you say that, like, this has been the best year of my life, and that was like ten years ago. It's like, well, you you're an idiot it's like what have you done you know like you want to make sure that that you your best years aren't behind you right that you're living kind of that 24-hour day that you're always doing your best and being the best and having the most fun being a kid every day acknowledging the good and the bad i think emotions not possible for monson what do you mean you know like living another good day what do you mean? You, oh, because, you I'm, you because I'm stuck in high. Oh, yeah, yeah you're okay. still there. Uh, yeah, see, you see, I wasn't even here in this moment because I'm focused on where I peaked. <laughs> Always. Still wearing the gold chain and everything. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> shaved the mullet, though. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I've had the same haircut since I was, like, five born. <laughs> um, but I, I acknowledging the moments, I think emotions will take care of themselves and... If you're trying your best to just do your best, emotions are going to handle themselves. Like you said, you acknowledge the situation. I think it's bad to not acknowledge a situation. I think that does worse than it does good. 
because um, some people are like just ignore the bad and just focus on the good it's like well no not necessarily like the bad is there and the bad is present and i think when you internalize like the bad is there then you're able to take a better approach to it um i mean it's the same with a lot of the things that we do in life if you're in like a dangerous situation and you kind of pause acknowledge what's going on then your mind is able to grasp it and uh you know your heart rate and your brain they catch up to each other you make better decisions <laughs> and then you make better decisions whereas when you just react without acknowledging the situation then it causes a lot more problems um and yeah. i'm not saying i've been in these crazy dangerous situations that's just an example but sorry no yeah i think and, and for me on a personal think about my age I am very, very well aware that there's going to be lots of things that come up you know in the next few years that you guys there? you guys there? can you hear me? yeah we can yeah, hear yeah we can hear you you got a little scratchy there for a sec, and you're kind of frozen. Okay, hold up, hold up. It's a little, everything, everything's in slow motion. So you all good? I can hear you right now. Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, how's that? That's better, yeah. Sorry, ladies and gents, just technical issues, different countries, uh, Wi-Fi, all that yeah, stuff. You hear us? <laughs> I was saying, yeah, even though I don't like to think about the age problem. Yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah, in the next few years, I think, you know, things from anything from, like, serious relationships from more working relationships from different kinds of friendships like i think there's just going to be lots of things and lots of mistakes i'm going to make and lots of positives that are going to come from that like i'm not 40 and had this huge career and met you know a gillion people and just like know a whole bunch of stuff no i only know the things that i've experienced and the mistakes i've made in those situations if those situations arise again i'll be able to handle it but there's going to be a lot of more new situations that i haven't experienced yet and things that you guys would have experienced because you're you know a few years older than me um and i'm just going to have to learn and handle that and just acknowledge the situation which is what we've been talking about kind of the whole time and i kind of feel like is the real premise of this podcast about just pushing forward and and moving through situations yeah well, I think it's actually really cool the fact that uh, you have. I'm sorry, what's going on? Did something happen? You're good. You good? You hear me, Nash? Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I think it's really cool that, uh, like, you have so far already, it's obviously the beginning stages of your music career, and, and, and you know, it's cool now that we know you and we're going we're gonna to be there, man. Next time you come down to Utah, you already know. But, uh, like it's just cool that you're in the beginning stages of your career but you've already accomplished some pretty cool things and you've already done some really awesome things but the gist of our podcast is still you know relevant relevant is it you know it's focused on 
overcoming challenges, you know, and, and, and I think that's really speaks to you as a person where it's like, yes, you've already done these cool things, but this is what got you there. And this is the mindset that's helping you out. And I think it's cool, like, because I want to dive in and ask all these questions about, you know, how did it work with this and this with all the music stuff? But it's just cool to see that to you, the most important thing is how you've been able to learn, how you've been able to grow and handle the situations that that have been placed in your path. Yeah, I think, um, like, if I think back, I actually don't really remember a lot about all the technical things that went on. Like, I don't remember learning this technique and that technique. I don't remember learning this skill and that skill. Like, that's the part that I've kind of, like, it just, the, the process of learning those things, it's forgotten. What I remember is the interactions. Like, I feel like I, I'm fixated on the interactions and studying the people around me. Um, their mannerisms, the way they treated me, um, the way I treated them. Like, I feel like uh, I'm very much focused in on the people in those situations. Even though, I mean, I could obviously talk for hours upon hours about how the technical things of all this music stuff came about, mm. you know, my decisions to do certain things and whatever. And like, I could talk, you know, for ages about things I want to do going forward, but you know, to get to this point has required a lot more life moments and life choices rather than music choices, I feel like. And I feel like the way I feel is that I think because of my life choices, I've been fortunate enough to meet people who can recognize the music side by default. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. Mm. I think that's really cool, actually. No, well, it has just been great talking to you. I know we're we're a little short on time now, but just hearing your story and hearing just about your life, and I mean, you're only 19, which still blows my mind that you've been able to to mature so much faster than than so many other kids your age and even our age, quite frankly, is just remarkable and speaks speaks volumes to just how you've handled the situation like you've you've clearly been been blessed with great influences in your life that have gotten you to this point and and it's been a great privilege to to listen to your story to listen to the the great things that you've been able to do and we know you're going to do awesome things like you've got such Thanks. a good work ethic and i mean i've listened to a couple pieces by you and it blows my mind like you're you're good you're, you're good. gonna be fine you heard it in the intro and you'll hear it in the outro as well and just a seg he's got the skills he's got totally the skills. yeah i it's been it's been awesome like hayden said it it is the time in which we need to wrap up and get things going but sad it is sad i wish we could i could talk this banter this kind of talk i could go for hours and hours i'm with you like we could talk for days but I just think the things that I take away from this episode is just the mindset of being able to push through things and then the mindset of taking care of yourself as you push through those things, taking time to breathe a little bit but working hard. Um, and I think that combination, patience and hard work being combined together, which ultimately that's kind of what that is to me, just patience and hard work. When you combine those things together, I think – at the end of the day, you'll get through just about anything, and there's just not much that's going to stop you from accomplishing the things that you do. Yeah, 
Absolutely, and just allowing those people in, and sometimes looking back and seeing that you screwed up certain situations, push <laughs> people away. You know, and, you know, maybe you needed to leave, but you pushed them away in the wrong way, um, or maybe you needed them to stay and you just didn't take that time. But yeah, I'm I'm super thankful for a lot of things for myself and for the people that I have had. You know my teachers, my mentors in the past, you know, one of my closest friends now, you know, she's everything. And my high school buddies, you know, they keep me on point, especially, you know, when you work with crazy people <laughs> and they're so deep already into their lives and their careers. And sometimes it is overwhelming to think, how do I get from point A to point B? Yeah. But I, I've listened to other episodes <clears throat> of your podcast, your story, um, and I was I was super hyped just to try and give a tiny bit of positivity to the listeners. So I was I was really keen and happy to come on today. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, sir. You've done a great job. So good work, my boy. I got a lot of golden nuggets out of this. So thank you. Um, that will be the end of it, and we will just close on up but Nashi thank you again for reals you're the goat we'll stay in touch and we'll be seeing you here in America in due time don't even worry about it okay we're prepped up sooner rather than later sooner rather than later alright everybody indeed indeed alright that's a wrap woo boom Thank you.